Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Thank you.
This is part three of a Drugs and Addictions Inside story. It's under our everyday life category, under Drugs and Addictions. You can find the full list of categories and topics covered on the JF podcast on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In this episode, Christian continues to share his story about how he overcame his drug addiction of over 15 years in one moment with no withdrawals. He was addicted to marijuana, ecstasy, cocaine, GHB steroids, pornography, alcohol, and psychedelic drugs. But that all changed one morning when he picked up a Bible and read it for the first time. 15 minutes into reading the book of Psalms, 10 addictions were taken away from him with no withdrawal. Christian was born as a westernized Muslim and went through all sorts of spiritual paths, including Buddhism and the New Age religion movement. As he kept on seeking, he went through extreme trials and tribulations in his life, from drug addictions to near-death experiences four different times. While on this journey to find the meaning of life, he also started searching whether God was real, and this was revealed to him through a number of transpiring events that began to formulate in his life after he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. I searched the earth for something that could satisfy A peace for the hurt I had buried deep inside Knees on the floor, I finally found everything I needed You lifted my soul and opened up my eyes Previously on our last episode. I was jailed back then. I was caged. I was in chains. Now, was I uh, a good time? Yes, I was having a good time in a carnal manner, in a physical manner. But was I depressed? Yes, very. Was I, was my mind free? Was my life free? No, I was literally in an in a invisible jail. Um, every area of my life was jailed because the addictions not only jailed my person, but they jailed my productivity and they jailed my, uh, you know, usefulness in life because every area of my life suffered greatly. So I was jailed in every area of my life because of the addiction and because of, like, as you said, the spiritual forces that were behind the addiction. Yes. But now... It's like the complete opposite because every area of my life is free. Coming up on our next episode. A Christian ministry came on the computer one night when nobody was there. I was alone. I, I sat on the computer one night just looking at my like research of like kind of the Illuminati stuff I was into. The like, you know, all the stuff I would research. And one night this just Christian ministry was just sitting there. And this one was just like completely designed for me because it exposed the New Age movement, which I was into it at, at the time. It, expo- yeah. it exposed the Illuminati stuff, which I was into at the time, and it got me into it. And then finally, after watching all those segments, the last segment in this thing was, who is Jesus Christ? And then I'm like, you know what? These two segments that I've watched are spot on. It's, it, I started to realize that the New Age uh, movement was you know, deceptive and, and not good. I came to that realization. Even when I came into that realization, I got like, 
I was like, oh my God, I've been deceived. You told me that you believe that it was almost like predestined that you you should have died. Yeah. You overdosed about you told me about four times. Is that right? Correct. So and the way you explained it, you say that there was it was almost like something that say no, this person won't die. Yes. So share that part of your testimony. Well, there was a, a probably like two years prior to reading the Bible, I was in a really, really psychotic relationship with a woman. And long story short, I was in turmoil. I was partying really hard. And um, I overdosed. Yeah, I was taking this drug called GHB where if you take too much of it, it's like this liquid, and um, if you take too much of it, you can die. And at that, mm -hmm. at that point in my life, I didn't care. I didn't care. So I'll put it into context where you, if you have, like, you know, a shot, like a normal shot of alcohol, like, you get really messed up. And if you have, you know, now you're taking, like, three, four shots, five shots, and very very dangerous mm. and there were nights i would go out and party and not only i would drink at the same time but i would drink this stuff out of a bottle straight like a full bottle so i would wake up in the hospital over and i wouldn't remember a thing i'd have tubes coming out of me and uh i would just see doctors around me just like stunned and they're you know doing all this stuff to me and they're like you know, time and time again, they were like uh, almost bewildered how this guy is still alive. How <laughs> this guy, this poison, this highly, highly dangerous poison that he's taken and he's still alive. So, you know, multiple. It was just something miraculous was wasn't alive. I wasn't even a Christian at the time. But something miraculous was keeping me alive. That's 100%. And I can say that even the doctors commented and, and, and knew something strange was happening. And then, like, I was so crazy that I would come back to, come back to life, in a, in, like, come back to myself, wake up or whatever, and I'd have all these tubes coming out of me, and it's like 3, 4 in the morning. I'd rip the tube, tubes out of me. And I go straight back to the club. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I'd come out of the hospital in a gown and go to yeah. the club. And go to the club. And go to the club and start chasing chicks. Where, like, you know, <laughs> I pretty much should have died. But I would just rip the tubes out, run out of the hospital with my gown, like sneak out of the hospital, quickly rip home, put on clothes, and go back to the club. So I was just crazy. But long story short is that definitely because I should have died. And ultimately, you know, it, it was God that was keeping me alive because of the future and the plan 
that he had in me. So even before I had come to Christ, he was there protecting the diagram of my life, the plan of my life, the will of my life, and just waiting to ultimately I found and discovered who he is. That is one of the one of the most amazing things that that I love about God is how he he will still like like I think a lot of people have heard about the story of the prodigal son, even those people who don't probably don't believe in God, but like a lot of us have had our moments of where we're like the prodigal son or prodigal daughter, yeah. and it's just amazing how even when you just leave his shelter, like yeah. he, he, even before like you get into his shelter, like even before you submit and, and, and accept him into your life as, as your Lord and savior. Yeah. It, it's just amazing how he will just keep an eye on yeah. everyone. He, he, he keeps an eye on every single person on this planet. Yeah. And the only, and the only thing that he's waiting for is for that person to say, Okay, you know what? I know that there's someone who loves me. Like I know that I I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose, and and the moment you do that, he just just like just like the story of the prodigal son, like he will just run to you. Exactly, he's waiting. God, a man. God is waiting for a man to take the first step to him. But at the same time, God will always be pulling him, yielding him, drawing him to him in sometimes obvious, sometimes not obvious ways. Um, in, in my particular case, um, the nature, I'm a born extremist in nature. So any area, anything I do in my life, it's 100% or I don't even try. It's just how I'm wired. You know? <laughs> Ultimately, I understand that made me in that manner because there would be a time in my life where I would come to him and I would be able to give him my whole, give him my all, give him, yeah. be very devoted with him. And to be honest with you, after he took 10 addictions from me in one minute, I had no choice but to in him because I saw his power I saw his, <laughs> I saw his glory and I wanted more of it that's amazing so now I, I wanted I want to get into another pretty interesting part of your life that, that you shared with me because we're talking about this power of God but you've also sought you know you've sought after some other religions. I, I know we spoke about, I, I don't know too much about the new age stuff. Like I'd, sure. I'd kind of had about it, but you've, I don't know, you, you've tried a whole bunch, bunch of like religions and stuff. So yes. let's, let's, let's go there. Let's go there because you've experienced real power and you've also experienced some, uh, I'm just going to say some pretenders, like some not so real power, like, the, the the mimics you've experienced that and you've also experienced real power so let's go to that part of your life well when i was 30 you know i hit, hit a 
period in my life where I, even though I was really wild and eccentric and living a crazy wild lifestyle, something came inside of me saying that I would need to develop my spiritual life. Mm. And at 30, I became uh, a Buddhist. That's just the first thing that came to me was Buddha and Buddhism. (laughs) Deep into Buddhism and, uh, you know, was being taught all this stuff. And I thought it it seemed so benevolent. It seemed so divine in nature. But uh, as time grew on, after six, seven, eight months, I somehow, as I, again, I'm an extremist. So even in my search for things, I was extreme search. So because the search was extreme, the veils of deception, I would like to say, were pulled off quick. Okay. Okay. So seven, eight months after I became a Buddhist, I'm like, oh, my God, this is fake. This isn't the real deal. I just knew. I can't explain it to you. I just knew it was not real. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've never been a Buddhist. So why, you know, a lot of people seem to, you know, kind of believe, you know, in, in, in Buddha or put their faith in Buddha. Tell me one thing where, where you're like, okay, this is not it. What, what was one thing where you're like, mm. I started to look into uh, like more mystical spiritual experiences from like psychedelic drugs and stuff. Yeah. From like a dimethyltryptamine, DMT, ayahuasca, shamanism. And like when you're doing those things, and I was researching those things. I'm hearing these people having these incredible, mystical, crazy spiritual experiences where, like, you got to see and experience real powerful things, so-called. So I'm like, okay, this obviously seems way more legit than these Buddhist teachings and, you know. So I'm like, okay, let me try it. And then I, I began to try these things that I'm t- speaking of, and I started to have these incredible mystical experiences. And I got really, really deep into it, into the DMT, dimethyltryptamine. I was having shamanism rituals, ayahuasca rituals. Um, and I'm, see- I'm having these, inc- like, what I felt at the time were these incredible mystical experiences. Like, you know, can you paint one for, you for some? Well, you you got what? It's a little difficult to paint because they're just out of this world. So when you do these things, you go into the spiritual realm, like literally you're propelled in the spiritual realm and you can see everything. You see aliens, you see like different planets and you see like incredible stuff, different animals, different species, like literally different planets. So like you're, uh, you're there. I'm not saying like if figment of your imagination or you're like you believe you're there. No, you are there. As Maybe. real as walking on the beach in Vancouver, you are there. And you're encountering different species, entities, da da da. And it's so, really, really, really intense. And yeah. So I'm having these incredible experiences and and, and at the same time I started to dabble in other stuff like meditation and stuff and all these things were beginning to be mixed in one and I'm having these crazy mystical experiences and I'm beginning to like meditate for also while I'm doing all these psychedelic drugs I'm also meditating four or five hours a day three four hours a day 
and I'm beginning to see people's auras in my natural life. As I walk around, I can see your aura, your energy field, and da da da. I know this sounds crazy, but this is real. <laughs> so, I, I have no experience. Yeah, I've never called, experienced any of that, but you keep going. This is called the New Age Movement, and it's a form of spiritual, spirit, spirituality. But the mystical, I'm just going to tell you straight up what was happening. The mystic, the myst, when I was doing these psychedelic drugs, I was entering into the spiritual realm. However, I was entering into the demonic spiritual realm. Yeah. So when you enter, in, when you enter, I think a lot of people just so that you know we we you know we can kind of put like a landmark here is there are different kinds of spiritual realms. Of course, well there's so, two. there's two. There's the divine, yeah. and then there's the demonic. So there's two realms. However, yeah. when you when you do these psychedelic drugs, when you go in there. You know, you're encountering spirits and entities, but they won't like they have the power to not show you their true identity. So they have the power to reveal to show themselves as what they would show themselves as my family members, as my ex, like all this crazy stuff to people that I had like emotional attachment to. Aliens, everything, you name it. And and um yeah, but I'm having these crazy experiences, and but my life is still such a wreck. But it mean, at the mean, the ironic thing is like I'm thinking I'm a spiritual person. I'm thinking I'm growing in such a fast pace spirituality, but every area mm. of my life is still a complete wreck. And then, um, yeah, as I continue to search and go through this this period of my life at the New Age movement, I was. Again, super addicted to marijuana. And then one day I was just trying to get, the marijuana was killing me. Like I, even at that point in my life, God was convicting me to get off marijuana because that was the stronghold. That was the main stronghold. That was my main addiction and I couldn't do it until one day I woke up and I said, I'm getting on a plane. I jumped on a plane and I went to the States just to get away from everybody around me in Vancouver. That was the only <clears throat> that I had a chance to get free of my marijuana addiction. And as I went, I went to America for like two weeks. And all I can tell you is that when I was there, it was the first time I was off pot since I was 16. And there, Jesus revealed himself to me in a supernatural way. That he is God, that that, or he, at least he began to open himself, his identity up to me when I was away, and off the drug. So, did the experience, did you experience with the Bible? Did this happen down in the states? You say Jesus began to to. No, when I was in the states, he began to show that Jesus reveal himself to me, and then. Um. I had never read the Bible, but I was starting to come to the realization that, oh, my God, this Jesus Christ might actually be God. And that, um, you know, I'd heard about the name Jesus Christ my whole life. And I never actually thought that this Jesus Christ could actually be God until I went to rehab. And he kind of revealed himself to me in a supernatural way there. And then as I kept 
pursuing what he was showing me. Like, basically, like, a Christian ministry came on the computer one night when nobody was there. I was alone. I, I sat on the computer one night just looking at my, like, research of, like, kind of the Illuminati stuff I was into, the, like, you know, all the stuff I would research. And one night, this just Christian ministry was just sitting there. And this one was just, like, completely designed for me because it exposed the New Age movement, which I was into it at, at the time. It, exp yeah. it exposed the Illuminati stuff which I was into at the time, and it got me into it. And then finally, after watching all those segments, the last segment in this thing was, who is Jesus Christ? And then I'm like, you know what? These two segments that I've watched are spawn. It's, it, I started to realize that the New Age uh, movement was you know, deceptive and, and not good. I came to that realization. Even when I came into that realization, I, got like, I was like, oh, my God, I've been deceived. So I had to, it was a, a little bit of a process because I, I, I realized I was, I'd been deceived. And then I started slowly watching this thing about Jesus Christ. Da, 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 da. And I came back to Vancouver and I continued to watch this particular ministry. And then maybe like I, 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 I relapsed really bad back into the drugs, but I was watching this ministry. Yeah. And then I can't explain it. One night, one night I was, uh, ready and one night i said oh my god i looked into and i i'd searched enough about this jesus christ i'd watched this finish this online mystery for like two months and it was just my heart was ready i'm like i came to the realization in my mind that my god jesus christ is actually god and that uh, christianity is real yeah and i was so yeah mm -hmm. go ahead no, I was just going to say that a lot of people who might not know this is, so they, the Trinity has three people. So you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So God the Son is Jesus Christ. Correct. Okay, so keep going. And then, yeah, I, one night I just was alone, and I said, okay, Jesus is God. I got on the ground and I did a 10 second prayer and I asked him with a sincere heart to come into my life and to forgive me of my sin. And I accept you as, my, as God and I accept you as my Lord and I accept you as my savior. And that's it. I did that prayer. And then something really, really crazy happened that night in my room, in my bedroom, a supernatural thing happened that night in my bedroom. Don't, really want to talk about it right now we can't yeah, we'll, we'll 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 save that for uh another another segment yeah <laughs> well we <laughs> yeah we can save that yeah um so some supernatural happened yeah um so very like when i say supernatural like out of this world happened the night i accepted jesus christ well, since you might have to tell us a little bit about that, because I was going to ask you that you you've you said yourself you're an extremist, so I believe that you've really pushed your relationship with Jesus, kind of like just go the extreme mile with him, just like you did the other the other religions, all the places that you were trying to search. And this would probably be a segue for, for that supernatural experience that, that you had. 
the you experience the spiritual realm on the other side. Let's say one psychedelics and and whatnot. Yes. And so now you're on this side. Maybe now tell us about the supernatural experience because we 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 don't want people to just think that okay that you can experience you know spiritual things on the other side, but on this side you can't because. On the Jesus side, it, it's kind of like the story in uh, in Exodus when, when Moses is taking the kids of Israel, he's taking the people of Israel from from from, from Egypt, and he's performing these these like miracles in front of Pharaoh. Like Pharaoh also had his own sorcerers, right? Like Moses could do would do something, they would also be able to do it. Yeah. But at a certain point. Moses started to do things that sorcery couldn't do. Yes. So I think, and you and I have spoken about this, that I think there tends to be this kind of thinking out there. Some people think that, you and I were actually talking about this, we're saying that people fear the devil more than they even have reverence for God. Like people... You talk about the devil, people are just like, you talk about sorcery and all of these things. And people are just like shaking. Like they think that the devil has the upper hand. And you and I were laughing about it because I told you about how I used to have fear, like fear of death, fear of like, like Satan. You know, I used, if someone walked around and put a triple six in their hand or whatever, I would just be trembling and shit until, you know, I read the scriptures and really got to understand that, hey, there's levels to God's divinity that the devil or like they can't even come close. Of course not. So tell us, tell us a little bit. I mean, we can do this in a, you know, we can do like another part, but what happened that night? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we, we can talk a little bit about it and kind of end on it and there as a, as a cliffhanger. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that's not a problem. I just, you know, I, you just, anybody listening, I just, it was again, a strange experience, um, which I can explain, but I was the new age movement, essentially what it is, all the stuff I was into, I was into demonic spirituality. So I was deep into, I didn't even know, but I was deep, 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 deep into demonic spirituality. Hmm. And then at, one span, one second, I accepted Jesus. In one second. So in that moment, what happened is I escaped deep, deep into Satan's kingdom and transferred into God's kingdom. So it wasn't like I was just, you know, a sinner carnal running around smoking and drinking, which I was. I was involved in, in satanic spirituality. Yeah. Which is a whole, it's just a whole different thing. So in one second, I switched. You switched sides. I switched sides. And then, so I accept Jesus. I say, amen. I go to bed. That night, I'm woken up at five in the morning. I'm telling you, this happened. I woke up at four. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll have to uh, pick pick this up because this sounds like this is going to be intense. I mean, I'm. <laughs> Want me to stop? 
Um, yeah. We'll do this. We'll, we'll, we'll start from here the next episode. How about that? Okay, that, that sounds great. We can do this. <laughs> but yeah, that is... I, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I, your story is... I haven't had of a crazier story. I, I keep trying to think of someone who's, you know, been on the other side and, and came over to this side, but I, I can't even think of anyone. You know, I the max, the craziest of high is people who like, you know, kind of said, okay, God, I knew before. Now I'm stepping aside. You know, I'm just going to do my own thing. But for someone who's really been deep into like, the satanic world to come over to this side it's that transition i think this is this is going to change lives i I really believe that well ultimately everything that you know he's done is for the glory of god the transformation the switching of kingdoms the deliverance it's all for the glory of god amen amen yeah. I think we can leave it there for now. Yes, yes, sir. Well, that was fun. And I hope that all our viewers and listeners enjoyed uh, the first part of Christian's testimony. And in the next part of this series, we will be talking about what happened when Christian gave his life to Christ. And He's had so many supernatural experiences that he's going to be sharing with us. Well, I don't think all of them have been supernatural, but real deep spiritual experiences. Yes. With, with you know, in this relationship that he's built with God. So it's going to be a fun series. Well, Christian, thank you so much for your time. And thank, we look thank forward you, to having you back. Thank you, brother. I, uh, I appreciate your time and thank you for letting me uh, be on air. Thank you. Okay, stay blessed. We'll talk soon. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll call it a wrap for today. In the next episode, Christian will share that supernatural encounter that happened in his bedroom after he cut ties with the devil and joined forces with God. Christian will also share some other experiences he's had in this new walk with his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This was part three of Christian's story. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Talking to God about how